0: Well, good morning. My name is Craig Bell. I'm one of the pastors here on staff and it's an honor to, to bring the word to you this morning as our pastor is out of town. And this week, past week was amazing with staycation. Absolutely amazing what God did. Let me tell you what, the camp that was put on here was just as high quality, just as much movement of God as you would see traveling 10 hours in a bus somewhere. Um, and having someone else do the camp. So let me just um, give a huge shout out. If you were one of the leaders, will you just stand up? They're in in their t-shirts today all around the room. There'll be a lot in the next service as well, but I don't even know how y'all are here. I really don't. Amazing what they did. Those that stayed overnight, um, Pastor Mike and Brandon, just um, incredible job that y'all did. So thank you for pouring in to our students and our student ministry. And, you know, I agree. Let me give you a quick example of our student ministry and its effectiveness. We were, it's about a month ago, um, after church, we went to, my family went to a restaurant, it was counter service, a restaurant that we went to, and we were standing in line, it was a long line, and we were in the back, and we saw a family from the church there, and we just said to each other, oh, there's the so-and-so family up there, and they didn't see us at all, and um, one of my sons, I have three teenagers, God bless me, and God bless... (laughs) God bless their mom. Uh, So I have three in the student ministry. And one of my sons said, Dad, did you know, and he named the boy's name, did you know our church and our student ministry is the only place he doesn't get bullied? Let that sink in. That's our student ministry. The only place he doesn't get bullied. He doesn't get bullied in his family, comes from a wonderful family. Um, But that is our student ministry a safe haven for kids to learn the Word of God, to have friends, um, and just to be influenced in the very best way. So, again, kudos, Pastor Mike, and all those, all the volunteers, not just for this week, but what you do 365 days a year um, for that. Well, I'll be continuing the series "Awesome God," and it is a um, difficult series. As I started uh, looking at it, these these are kind of the attributes of God. Trying to put them into words is not the easiest thing to do. So today we will be in Psalm 145, and I'll be talking about the limitlessness of God, how God is limitless. So if you'll turn to your Bibles to Psalm 145, right in the middle of your Bible, it's page 524 in the Pew Bible, if you would like to use that. And also you're welcome, if you do not have a Bible, to take one of those Bibles with you on your way out. We won't take it from you, You won't grab it, and an alarm will not go off in any way. So you are welcome to take one of those Bibles if you do not have one, or you want to give one to a friend or neighbor as well. If you will stand with me, we're going to read Psalm 145, a portion of it. This is the Psalm of David. It says in verse one, "'A song of praise of David, "'I will extol you, my God and King, "'and bless your name forever and ever.'" Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on the wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. And skipping down to verse 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you're a God that loves us so much that you have given us your word. Lord, as we try to put into human words today, your limitlessness. I just thank you that you are the infinite God. I thank you that I can't fully understand you in any way. But Lord, as we make a feeble effort today, we pray that you bless your word and that we go out of here changed people. And we pray things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let me ask you a question: What is the most exhausted you have ever been? I knew it. I knew it was going to come. It may be, yes, Friday at about noon when staycation ended. That was probably one of the most exhausted. But just think about what is one of a time in your life that you, your body had been pressed to its limits. You, the exhaustion had come over you. You couldn't take another step. You couldn't make another movement. I can clearly remember when it was for me the most exhausted I have ever been. It was when I was in high school. And for the very first time, I was playing football and I got to experience two-a-day's. And if you don't know what two days is, and by the way, I grew up in Houston, very similar climate to here, maybe even a little bit hotter than here, it's when you go and have intense football practice at 7 a.m., and later that day, you have it at 7 p.m. So that's what a -a two-a-day is in football practice. So I went to my very first two-a-day in the Houston heat, and that was in August, and I, we were worked over by our coaches. And I remember getting home, I, I could hardly take another step. I remember taking a shower and then laying on the couch. I, I, I felt like I could not even move a single muscle in my body. My mom got a bowl of ranch style beans and put cheese on top of it for protein. She came and set it on my chest and I sat there and <laughs> ate them somehow. <laughs> and I could barely lift my hand to do it. I was exhausted. My coaches had pushed my physical body to the absolute limits. And then I was going to have to go do it again in eight hours. I don't know how, how you do that for two or three weeks, but somehow we did. And I was young and healthy then. I can't imagine now what would happen. But as we look at these verses, as we look at Psalm 145, we see how limitless God is. And again, it's hard to explain. It's hard to put into words the limitlessness, the, 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 the infinite being that God is. But we're going to try to do that today. The first thing that we see in Psalm 145 is that God's limitlessness exposes our limitations. We are limited beings. It, it, it reads in verse 8, and I didn't read these earlier. It says, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding and steadfast love the lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. And then going on to uh, verse 14, it says, The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give their food in due season. You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. So you see the psalmist David here in a very loving and gentle way says, you know, you aren't much as a human. He, he doesn't flat out come and come and say it, but he really says, he says, you know what? The Lord, you're dependent on him for food. You're dependent on him for sleep. You're dependent on him for every single breath that you take. It says here, you open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. You give them their food in due season. We are completely dependent on God. Every breath that we take, every heartbeat that our heart makes, we are dependent on God. God is limited, but we are completely limited beings. Do you want me to prove that to you? That we are limited beings? Within the next 18 hours, every single one of us will all lay our head down on a pillow and go to sleep. We're limited, aren't we? Our body needs rest. It needs sleep to rejuvenate. Every single day, we need sleep to recharge our bodies. We are limited beings. You know what else is limited beings? We love to measure, don't we? At the same time, God loves to measure too. I mean, he he put exact measurements of the ark that Noah built. He talks all throughout scripture about different numbers. He gave us the book of numbers. So God likes to measure also, which is interesting because he is a unmeasurable God. But he tries to, in our little finite minds, he tries to give us some sort of measurement, I guess you would say, to try to understand who we are and who he is. I mean, think about it, a measurement tape. We measure with those. We love measuring things, feet, inches, centimeters. Even with a microscope, the tiniest thing that the human eye could never see, even with a microscope, we can look at things and measure them to the nth degree. And God loves measurements as well. Our life can be measured down to the exact second. Everyone in here will have a birth certificate. Everyone in here will have a death certificate. We have a limited time. We are limited people. We will breathe our last breath eventually. God creates these measurements for our finite minds. Now, here's the problem. Even though we are completely limited and we know it deep down, why is it that we try to be limitless? Why is it we try to push our physical body? We try to push our emotions too far, whatever it may be. We think that we are limitless for some reason. But guess what? Our bodies are ticking down every single day. And I'm not just talking about the physical, but we do that in, in who we think we are, the power we think we are, and how much knowledge we think we have. We are still limited beings. We push ourselves and we think that we are limited. Now, don't get me wrong. We are brilliant creations of God. It is unbelievable what the human mind has been able to come up with and what we've been able to do. So God has created a a brilliant people, even though we're extremely finite. I mean, we have come up with, um, we have split an atom. We've come up with mind-boggling scientific and medical advances, if you think about that. We put a 747 airplane that weighs over 300 tons somehow in the air at 30,000 feet and then fly it across the ocean. That's still mind-boggling to me that we can do that. So we are brilliant beings overall, but at the same time, we are finite beings. Now, let me prove to you that we are not limitless, but we are completely limited beings, and I'm going to prove it in just two words, okay? Two words, Florida man. Are you familiar with what Florida man is? If you're, if you're new to Florida, Florida man um, is typically, he makes, it's not the same person, it's different people. People that just seem just not to have a lot of common sense for some reason. And they don't just make the Florida news or your local news. For some reason, they make national news, always. And it always begins, the, the news story always begins with a Florida man or a Florida woman. I'm not gonna, you know, equal opportunity here, but it's typically a It's it's sadly, it's typically a man, um, if I can be quite honest with you. Let me just give you some of these Florida man stories that, that maybe you've heard. So here are some of them. Florida man grows tired of waiting for a doctor in a Tampa Bay emergency room. He steals an ambulance to get home. He parked it in his neighbor's driveway to get back at him for calling the police on him. He was later found in the trunk of his car, at his home, and is now booked in the county jail. This one just happened a few days ago. I heard this one on the local news. This one just happened. Florida man hops on a scooter. Scooter, okay, scooter. Hops on a scooter to chase after his stolen Lamborghini, which had been taken from his garage by a 14 year old boy, a Florida man in training apparently. The boy abandoned the vehicle a few blocks away, ran, but eventually surrendered to police. This is one of my favorite ones. This is, this is a good one. A Florida man and woman, so here you go, a Florida man and woman are charged with trespassing at Daytona State, just up the interstate from us, after locking themselves in a closet for two days on campus. Police scoured the science building after the man's father called 911 to report they were locked in a closet at the college. Upon arriving, police found the locking device on the inside of the door. They could have easily unlocked the door and gotten out at any point. Two days in a closet. One more, one more. A Florida man learns the hard way that a downed light pole isn't trash and can't be taken for scrap. A Florida highway patrol trooper pulled over a 70-year-old man, 71-year-old man, who had a light pole strapped on the roof of his small sedan. The driver did not realize you could not take light poles off the side of the road. He was booked into jail on grand theft charges. Florida man, it just proves that we are finite. I hope that wasn't you. Well, you got out of jail. Thank you, Mike, for bonding him out. Even this past week, I was listening on the radio and I heard a pharmaceutical drug commercial and it said, do not take this medicine if you are allergic to it. Okay, we have to be told that. Just proof that we are finite beings. Even though we are brilliant, we are finite beings. Why is it, why do we struggle to make ourselves or even others limitless? Why do we struggle about that? We struggle because from the very beginning of time, if you go back to Adam and Eve, the very beginning of time, there was a struggle for limitlessness. They wanted to be limitless. They wanted to be infinite, just like God. And Eve took that fruit off the tree and ate it. And that's when sin came into the world. Immediately from the beginning of time, we see that we are trying to reach this limitless state. Uh, We we try to be all-knowing, all-powerful, self-sufficient, And while there are attributes to God that we want to be like, we want to be gracious, we want to be holy, loving, merciful, just to name a few, there's some attributes of God that we can never, ever make, that we can never, ever have. And one of those is his limitlessness, the way that he is infinite. Too often we try to rival God by trying to be limitless instead of reflecting who he is and who he has made us to be. We rival him instead of reflecting who he's supposed to be. We do this because of sin. We do this because sin are the world. and We're just sinful beings. And we try to be limitless, even though we know deep down that we are completely limited beings. We also try to make other people limitless. We try to make a husband or wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend, maybe a boss or somebody we really look up to. We try to put them on a pedestal and we try to make them limitless. We worship limited things instead of the limitless God. Why is it that we do that? It's because of sin in our lives. Because some reason there's this constant pull at us that we want to be limitless, but we can't be. And we'll find out a little bit why we can't be. We also take limited people and place them on the limited, limitless pedestal where only God belongs. We take that sports hero, we take that... You know, whoever it is we look up to and we place them on that pedestal and we think for some reason they're perfect or we think they're just, you know, better than I am and better than everyone else and they they, they can't do anything wrong. But that's the throne and the pedestal that only God belongs on. We are completely limited beings. Now, let's flip this around and see that God alone is limitless. Only God is limitless. We see this in verse one through seven of Psalm 145. It says, I will extol you my God and King and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. This is the best verse of all. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on the wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. That is who God is. And like I said, there's really not words in the English language or any language for that matter that I can fully express to you the limitlessness of God. There's no way I can do it. The only time that we'll, I guess, somewhat fully understand is when we're in his presence. Do you know when people, if they're a Christ follower and they get to heaven, do you know the very first word they're going to say? Oh, that's how it goes. I think we're all going to be wrong when we get there but there's no way for me to explain it. How does God express his limitlessness? He does it all throughout scripture. He does it through his creation. He does it just by being able to breathe and blood flowing through our body each and every day. But he does it because God, he has always existed. He began his work in us through creation. He spoke one word and creation came into existence. One word, he's limitless. Time does not exist with God. There is no measurement tool that can be used on God. There is no measurement tape big enough. There is no universe big enough. Nothing can measure God. He performs miracle after miracle. And he does that. We see that in the Bible. We see the miracles he does. We see it almost on a daily basis as we see the miracles that he does because he is limitless. Why is it miracles? He can do things that boggle the mind. Things that maybe a word that we use is supernatural. How can he do that? Because he's he's not bound by that stuff. We're bound by it, but he is not bound by the natural. And he can perform miracles. Now this is one that I still have trouble understanding. He is the Trinity. He's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you fully understand that completely, please come talk to me and we'll talk. The closest I know understanding that is Jan Shockey and she has explained it to me and I still don't get it. So he is the Trinity, three in one. How is that? Three in one. Because he's unsearchable. He's infinite. So here are some words to describe God. God is infinite, incomprehensible, self-existent, self-sufficient, eternal, immutable, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, and sovereign. Is who he is. Exodus 15, 11 says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? And then Isaiah 40, 12, and 13 says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? who has measured the spirit of the Lord and what man shows him counsel? That kind of shows who we are. God somehow can take the mountains, the earth and everything and put it into scales. He can measure it. He can down to the last nano ounce. He can measure things. But it says here the very last thing, who has measured the spirit of the Lord and what man shows him his counsel? Isn't that a nice way just to say we aren't much compared to God. We can't teach God anything. We can't expand God in any way. There is nothing we can do for God other than to serve him with our life. So God is the limitless God that I fully cannot even explain to you today. But here is the good news is number three is the limitless God gives you limitless life. And I'm not talking about life here on earth. But I did say we are fully limited beings, and that's, that's somewhat true to an extent. But there is one thing that is not limited to us, and that is our soul. Our souls are eternal. Our souls are limitless. But here's the good news. God is not going to let us down through this. We see in verse 18, 18 through 21, it says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him and also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord perseveres all who loves him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak of the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. So even though we are limitless, even though all of us will have a birth certificate, all of us will have a death certificate, God offers us a limitless life eternally. And he does that because he loves us so much. And what you have to understand is limited, being limited beings, having a beginning and an end date is not necessarily bad. Because if we know Christ is our Savior, our limitations show our pain is limited our disappointments are limited. Our struggles are limited, but will one day be replaced with limited joy if we know Christ is our Savior. I mean, isn't this amazing? The creator of the world, the creator of the world, the one who, um, whom the human brain cannot fully comprehend wants to have a relationship with you and with me. He wants to have a relationship with you. The limitless God wants to have a relationship with limited beings and give them limitless life after they go away. Now, there is a flip side to this. Life is limitless. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, there is a limitless torment in hell when we experience that. So please understand, yes, we are all limited whether we know Christ or not. And we determine if we are going to spend eternity with him or if we're going to spend it in hell. So we all have limitless life. There is a man and he's, he's uh, 58 years old, Dean Carnesus, Carnesus. I hope I say that right. Dean Carnesus. He is age 58. He is an ultra marathon runner. He's also, some people call him superhuman because he has the ability to literally never stop running. He never gets fatigued. He never gets tired. He could literally run and run and run um, almost forever if he could, if he didn't have to sleep. So what it is is Carnesus's body What's created different? When we run, when we do physical activity, lactic acid builds up in our blood. It builds up in our muscles. That's what causes the pain. That's what causes the cramps. The exhaustion is the lactic acid. And it takes oxygen to clear those out. So depending how in shape we are, it's different time periods for all of us. Eventually, the lactic acid goes into our muscles and just wears us out so we can go no further. Lactic acid replaces oxygen in our blood and muscles. If I'm not saying this right, doctors and nurses, Please don't see me afterwards. <laughs> so for whatever reason, Carnassus' body was created differently. His, his muscles never receive lactic acid. It's a constant flow of oxygen. So he never gets the cramps. He never gets tired. He never gets out of breath because his muscles, his blood, never receives lactic acid. Somehow, however he was created. So he can literally run and run and run and has a limited supply of oxygen an unlimited supply of oxygen in his blood and muscles. He is best known for running 80 hours and 44 minutes. That's three days and almost nine hours for 350 miles without stopping. Yeah, that's well up into Georgia somewhere. (laughs) But even if Karnazes is superhuman, he still has limits. He wrote in his book, *Ultra Marathon Man, Confessions of an All-Night Runner. Karnazes says, to be honest, what eventually happens is that I get sleepy. I've run through three nights without sleep, and the third night of sleepless running was a bit psychotic. I actually experienced bouts of sleep running where I was falling asleep while in motion, and I just willed myself to keep going. So even what we would call a superhuman who has these special abilities, his body works differently than ours, even he has limits. Eventually, he has to sleep as well. So God has made us limited, but at the same time, he wants to have a relationship with you. Ephesians 4, 7, it'll be on the screen, really sums it up all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. God loves measurements. He does. And he gives us the grace that we do not deserve. A grace that is limitless, a grace that again, none of us deserve. But for some reason the creator of the universe, the one that is limitless, has this relationship and desires a personal relationship with you. And you know what that relationship, it doesn't is it isn't some type of broad or a broad stroke of a relationship. He's a God of measurement. He's a God who knows every detail of your life and wants to know every detail of your life. He cares about the struggle. He cares about the pain. He knows what's going to happen. He knows what has happened to you in the past. And he loves you and wants to have that relationship with you. So I would just encourage you, as Ephesians 4, 7 says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. And through Christ's gift on the cross and rising again in three days, he offers us the gift of salvation. The limitless life that we can have with him in eternity in heaven forever, he offers to us. And I encourage you today, if you don't know that gift, I encourage you to accept that grace, that measure of Christ's gift. That he gave us. It will change your life when you know how the creator of the universe loves you so much and wants to be so finitely and infinitely in your life on a daily and moment-by-moment basis. So I encourage you, if you do not know Christ, to accept that grace that is talking about. And maybe you are a Christ follower and you've been, you've been um, trying to be a limitless being. We all do at times. I do. We all do it. I encourage you to realize you're a limited being. Put your trust in Christ. Put your trust on a daily basis in the one who loves you so much. He he knows how to get through life better than you do. Trust in him and do that if you're a Christ follower. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for being the creator of the universe, for being... The one that loves us enough to send your son, Jesus. Lord, I do not understand why you love us so much. We mess up, we're finite. You are perfect, you are holy, but you love us so much that you want a relationship with us. And Lord, I just pray now that if anyone does not know you as their savior, they will make that decision. They will make that simple decision just to say, Lord, I want to follow you. I believe Jesus died on a cross and rose again in three days and I want to make him the savior of my life. I want to live for him and have limitless life in heaven with you. Lord, we just thank you for what you have done, what you're going to do during this time. And Lord, I thank you that I can't understand you. I thank you that you're limitless. And I just pray today that we realize the same thing and we thank you that you give us limitless life. And we pray things in Jesus' name, amen.